Welcome to Behind the Investigation. I'm Chief Investigator Brendan Keefe with Atlanta News First Investigates, and I'm joined now by Sierra Cummings, who's here with yet another a very interesting investigation that really hits home, quite literally. Uh, tell us a little bit about what we're about to see, Sierra. It really feels like an unbelievable story, but word to the wise, make sure that if you have something going on in your life and it feels kind of rather unbelievable, you can reach out to us. This story came from a tip. Someone reached directly out to my general manager, who then forwarded the voicemail to me. And his name was Eric Clark. He lives in Ellenwood, DeKalb County. And he found out through a notice placed on his front door that his home was no longer his. It seemed rather complicated, so we really wanted to get to the bottom of it. And it really comes down to paperwork, how paperwork can be filed on your home in the state of Georgia. And before we watch this, I mean, this can affect literally everyone who owns a home in the state of Georgia, correct? Yeah, it's a big deal. It, as you said, though, it affects homeowners, not renters. We know uh, more than half of Atlanta, our population, they rent their apartment. But if you own your apartment or you happen to own a condo and or you own a home, this could affect you. So it's specifically the homeowners if you have a title, a deed to your property. Let's roll the story. We'll talk about it on the other side. I only owe them a few dollars. Nothing brings a light to this Ellenwood home quite like Eric Clark. Uh, paperwork back and forward. He's been the owner of the DeKalb County property for 20 years. Okay. Until now. He said that he was the new owner. Littered on the table, documents detailed the dilemma. July 2022, a real estate agent left a letter on Eric's front door stating this property has been foreclosed and purchased by Ace Homes LLC call to discuss. Records appear to show he took out a second mortgage loan on the home. He never made payments, forcing it to default, leading to the foreclosure. But Eric never paid it because he says it was not him, claiming the second mortgage loan has his signature forged. I've never had a second mortgage, just the bottom line. And I'm no fool. You know, I, I know right from wrong. Eric filed multiple DeKalb County police reports alleging this is fraud. The 56-year-old described to police, quote, fake documents to steal his house, citing the realtor, Mehboob Omar, wrongfully has the deed to his home. Well, I've been stressed out. I had to speak to a psychiatrist. I was just, just lost in the shuffle. Right now in DeKalb State Court, he's in a legal fight. It's not his only battle. When your mask off. Kidney failure. Due to a bad bout of COVID, Eric requires dialysis three times a week. But I mean, it beats dying, so anything beats dying. A DeKalb County judge issued this in the sick father's case. Claim of wrongful foreclosure is not a defense to dispossessory proceeding, meaning even if Eric believes there was fraud, if he does not pay the rent to the new homeowner, they have the right to evict him while he's fighting a civil case. The retiree is not alone. My house literally was stolen. Fair housing advocate John Fisher told Atlanta City Council in a September 5th meeting he's uncertain how, but someone wrongfully obtained the deed to his home too, saying there are hundreds of similar but unrelated cases, all a part of a pattern. The issue is out of control. Across the metro. They're creating documents that do not exist in the forms of a foreclosure deed or a power of the deed in the process without any proof. Do you feel helpless in those kind of situations? We really do. 
Douglas County Clerk of Superior and State Court, Annetta Danley Stembridge. Our hands are really tied. Under current Georgia law, clerks like Stembridge cannot require IDs from people when they come into the clerk's office to file deeds, liens, or any other type of property paperwork. We cannot question what people file. So it's the honor system. Simply put, anyone can file documents on your home as long as the paper appears to be legitimate and filled out. We have to accept it. Steinbridge recalls Times family show up to the office only to learn their home is no longer theirs. It is a horrible feeling. And just to see, you know, the looks on their faces and, you know, like that's that whole family's inheritance, you know, gone down the drain. It's why some Georgia clerks want state law to change, require identification to file any property paperwork. You use it to get the legit sort of documents under fictitious identities. However, even mandating IDs cannot be the only solution. Uh, we're talking about fake driver licenses. We're talking about fake birth certificates, fake Social Security cards, uh, utility bills. Georgia State cybersecurity expert Dr. David Mammon this is California driver license. gave us a virtual tour of the dark web. The quality of fraudulent documents is so high, Mammon explains about 98% of the time, alleged scammers get away with producing, selling, buying, and submitting false records. The very sophisticated supply chain, it's fairly easy to do. The effects are hard for the once homeowners turned tenants. Eric Clark, who must now pay $2,409 in rent or leave his 20-year residence. It's, it's painful and it's embarrassing more than anything to go out here to be my age and have to try to start over something. You know, that's, that's painful. So what's shocking there is that Eric has to pay rent to the new owner of his home as he's fighting this civil case to actually get the ownership of his home back. Obviously, this is an allegation, so it still has to be sorted out in civil court over in DeKalb County. But it's a strong allegation, and it really is unfortunate. I mean, he's going to be paying upwards, I think it's like about $1,300 for his rent. And his mortgage was cheaper than that. So he's paying more just to live and figure out life while he's trying to go through this civil suit. So it really is unfortunate, but it's not just him. Imagine that. I mean, this story had a tremendous amount of impact when we first ran the story. We got reaction from all over the country because the idea that the first time you learn that your home has been essentially taken from you is when you get a knock on the door from someone who says they're the new owner. And then to add insult to injury, if it's adjudicated in his favor and if everything he says is true, he's paying rent on his own home, uh, rent and a mortgage. It's just mind boggling. I do want to ask you before we get to the second part, though, what can I do if I'm a homeowner? What is the solution here for me to protect myself? Uh, because I know there are huge problems in w existing Georgia law. Uh, but with the current framework, what can I do to protect myself? It's really one of those frustrating things other than going to court to figure it out through that entire legal process. The more immediate thing a homeowner can do is sign up their property for a notification system. It's called a property fraud registry. Mm. The entire state has one, but you're each, each county you're in, DeKalb County, Fulton, Douglas, some of the big metro counties, they have their own. Um, but we refer people to the state because 
anybody can file paperwork on your property wherever they're at in the state. So it's easier to kind of just go through the statewide website. And all you need is your name, your number, your email address, and any time paperwork is filed against your home, deed, liens, anything like that, you'll be immediately inert, uh, alerted or notified that someone has done something with your property. The downside is though, it doesn't stop the property fraud or at least the allegations of it. It just puts you ahead because in Eric Clark's case, he didn't find out until it's way too late. So if something mm. were to happen, at least you're ahead of the game on it. And again, before we get into the second piece, I want to talk a little bit more about solutions in terms of what can be done to fix the law. You're telling me right now that I don't need to show an identification card. And in fact, the clerk of court, the clerk of superior court can't even ask for my ID when I'm filing paperwork on someone else's home? That's really the shocking part about all of this. Clerks have been fighting to change uh, Georgia state law for years now. We've talked to so many of them. We had one in the story, but many others anecdotally that I talked to over the phone that said they have experienced violence in their office. They've been threatened anytime they've tried to challenge someone just to preemptively say, hey, can I have your ID as you file the paperwork? And the customer is like, I know the law. You can't require me to give you my ID and the clerks have to back down. And that's in the cases they choose to ask for an ID. But under the current law, they're not required to do so and the customer is not required to hand them ID. So right. circumstances like that have stopped clerks altogether from even asking and trying to be the good guy. They've just kind right. of thrown their hands up. And um, really, when people come into their offices, they're like, if something has gone wrong, we advise you to get an attorney because the clerk's office is not meant to investigate or verify anything. All they can do is file the paperwork. So it's really frustrating, which brings us to our part two of the story. Speaking to the experts, who handle this uh, day in and day out. What's really surprising about this, it's it's no easy fix. You'll hear from the expert in this story who says in the times where he's been able to win cases, it takes many, many years and hundreds of thousands of dollars. Here's part two. The whiteboard, the markers, the instructors. This is no classroom, but there's a lot that can be learned here at the DeKalb County Foreclosure Auction. $146,000. Last and final call for $190,000. But that's a tender funds in full once they purchase. So they'll have the money on it. Although on the front steps of the courthouse, the bidding process is not run by government or any state official. It's a private company called Auction.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Staff here have no role in investigating whether a home should or should not be on the foreclosure auction. It works like this. If a homeowner repeatedly doesn't pay their mortgage loan, the loan will default. The debt will rise. And if the homeowner and bank don't agree on a repayment plan, the bank informs the foreclosure agency to put the property up for auction. Yes. Ten homes were on the list this time, but in the months before, these homeowners say they had their properties on the whiteboard too. Here are their allegations. I lived in my home for 10 years and it was wrongfully taken from me. My home was stolen from me. Identity theft. I have asked for due process in DeKalb County, Georgia Superior Court. My house that has been paid for since 1979 was stolen from me. In my home of nearly 10 years was stolen from me by fraudulent foreclosure practices. They all tell us their cases are similar to Eric Clark's. We first introduced you to the father last fall. He got a letter on his door that his home had been sold out from under him at a foreclosure auction. 
he claimed in a police report that someone took out a fraudulent second loan on his home, forging his signature. The father never paid the loan because he says he didn't know about it. What's more, he accuses fraudsters of also filing fake deeds on his property. An issue county clerks say is common because under current Georgia law, to file paperwork in the clerk's office, you don't need proof of identification. It's harder to cash a $5 check at a bank than it is to record a deed that could steal the title to someone's home that they've worked for decades to build up equity in. Attorney Rick Allenbeck fights cases of deed theft, wrongful foreclosures, fraudulent loans, the main ingredients in the recipe for real estate fraud. What makes it easy for them to be able to do the fraudulent loan? I mean, I, if I really wanted to, I could I could get your social security number and all your private information, you know, have people who can get that. I mean, I wouldn't do it because like... It, it's illegal. It's illegal. <laughs> the 30-year veteran of law argues property fraud leading to wrongful foreclosures is rampant in Georgia because it's a non-judicial state. The courts only get involved after a lawsuit is filed. He believes the court should oversee the entire process from the beginning. For instance, if any bank or debtor wants to foreclose, they must go to court to prove why. Where there's some judicial supervision, it, it's inherently more fair. $145,000. While real estate lobbyists seek efficiency in property sales, attorneys like Alan Beck says slowing down the process with more safeguards and verification steps from the deed filing to loans, could stop stolen homes. People have a lot, a lot of stuff getting thrown at them every day. Um, how to get to work, how to you know, get my kids fed or get them lunch. You know, there, there's so much coming at people these days, but if it happens to you, then it, it's, it's a life-altering event. So this is such a complicated, or what seems like on its face, a complicated form of property fraud because the allegation is that it's twofold, right? So that someone has the deed or the title to your home. They take out um, maybe additional loans. You don't know about it, so you're not paying the loan. The loan ends up defaulting. The property forecloses. It goes to a foreclosure auction. So the expert calls it all of those ingredients, a recipe for the perfect kind of real estate property fraud which made us want to actually go out to a foreclosure auction. We really wanted to see, okay, is there any oversight um, in this entire process that would minimize the fraud, that would minimize the harm um, when it comes to the auctions? And long story short, no. Uh, in the state of Georgia, our auctions are overseen by a private company called auction.com. They run the auctions across each um, 159 counties in Georgia. This auction that we went to was in DeKalb County on a Tuesday in November. And it was just really interesting to see anybody. We started the story off telling you that anybody can sign up as long as you have the funds on you. You can't go home and say, OK, I'll, I'll give you the 32000 and pay later. You just have to have the funds on you, whether it's a cashier's check or cash and you can sign up to place a bid. And you know, you saw there on that whiteboard, all the addresses of all of the homes are being bid upon. And you just kind of hope that, well, hopefully the homeowner knows that their home is being bid upon. And in some of the cases, it's pretty fair. The homeowner knows like, oh, I didn't pay my, my debt. And so now the property is being foreclosed. But other times, as you heard from the people in the story, they don't know. They're like, what's going on? Why is my property being foreclosed? So it just really is frustrating because 
At the yeah. very least, it seems like one of those problems that can be solved. Yeah, just how widespread is this? Um, not just what you've found, but what you suspect. I mean, as you know, in our investigative unit, Atlanta News First Investigates, what we do is we sort of start with one, uh, one case and when we kind of broaden out to see, is this a larger statewide or national issue? Is this a nationwide problem? This story garnered a lot of attention. And so we got a lot of tips and people reaching out to us via email and text after the story ran. So from what we can tell, at least on the surface, this is pretty common in Georgia. Um, we talked to Rick Allenbeck in that story who spends his life 30 plus years fighting these types of cases. And he he says they're rather common. And one thing that he points to is the fact that Georgia is a non-judicial state. So depending on which way you look at it, Georgia has a more unique problem compared to the other half of the right. state. So there's no judicial review. Right. Uh, the, it doesn't have to be like approved by a court or anything. And the clerk of superior court, it's simply a ministerial role. Right. They're not allowed to verify or challenge or or authenticate. They're just there to take the record and and essentially put it in the book. Right, which is why it's not an even uh, nationwide issue, because generally speaking, half the states are uh, judicial states and the other half, Georgia included, are non-judicial. And so he argues that one way to minimize these allegations of property fraud is to adopt some kind of judicial process instead of all of these steps happening. And in the the very end of it, the home being stolen and the homeowner wants to go fight it in court. What if you had steps um, from the very beginning that should someone want to file a foreclosure on a home, they have to prove why. They have to prove they haven't received payments. They have to prove they've contacted the homeowner. They have to prove that the homeowner is the one who actually took out the loan. So it really is one of those frustrating things, but it definitely seems to be widespread in the state of Georgia. And depending on which way you're looking at it nationwide, um, it, it definitely is common. Sierra, always great reporting. Uh, this is no uh, exception. You've done a great job in this series. I know you're going to stay on it. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, before we go, we want want to guide you through the steps of how to register for that property fraud registry so at least you'll be notified. Um, so take a look at that. We should note, this is really important. You signing up your home in the system, it doesn't stop the fraud from happening. However, it helps you to get ahead of it. So anytime someone tries to file paperwork against your home, you're immediately alerted. So here's how. We've got all of this on atlantanewsfirst.com. It takes you to the statewide notification alert system called FANS, also known as Filing Activity Notification System. You start by creating a profile. You log in. You can either use your email address or your phone number. From there, it's got your terms and conditions. It's letting you know what you're signing up for. So you wanna make sure you're reading through all of this so that you can verify it. From here on, you're gonna put all of your information, your first name, your last name, the county you live in, Anytime somebody tries to file paperwork with your name that's associated with your property, this is how it's going to alert you. You can see right here, it says you have no activity. That's a good thing. We've got all this information and all the things you need to know about protecting your home on atlantanewsfirst.com. You've been watching Behind the Investigation. I'm Chief Investigator Brendan Keefe, along with Sierra Cummings. You can download or stream our podcast wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you next time. <music>